Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I am John. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Um, I know a lot of our audience is probably listening on their podcast apps Friday, but if you are listening to this now on Thursday, that means you're joining us live, and we are live for the first of our new era, so to speak, doing TRB Live on Thursdays where we're going to flip-flop things around a little bit here. Uh, we're doing our new shows now live on Thursdays. Of course, when The Mandalorian comes back, we are going to shift to Wednesdays to cover that with the Mando Fan Show. Um, but because our new shows are now going to be on Thursdays into Friday, that means our discussion shows will be Monday. So uh, for the dive deep into topic type stuff, you can catch that this coming Monday. We're going to talk about Ryan Johnson, actually. It's going to be interesting. But with me as always today, James and Lacey. Hello. How are you guys doing? Are you guys... Uh, are you guys as warm as I am right now? Because I am wearing a parka from Colombia that they gifted us. And I got to say, it is toasty. It is toasty in my house right now. How are you guys doing? Are you sad? You look a little blue. Ah! Check this out. Clark Griswold <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> that that was so smooth. Everybody feel that? That, that smooth transition? Right. Yeah, so we were really lucky from our friends at Columbia. They sent us all boxes of, of stuff mm-hmm. from their new collection, their Clone Wars collection, which comes out tomorrow. Um, so John and James got jackets. I got this cool pullover. I don't have it on because I'd start sweating. <laughs> I don't feel I'm like sweating already. Water. Yeah, I don't. It, it's like super duper warm, but it's like really nice. It's got the logo on it, and then um, it also has a logo on the back as well. It's really, yeah. it, they're really, really nice guys. I know people were asking me because I put up that really funny video of, uh, is it is it nice? Is it qual? It's quality. It's Columbia. It's 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 pretty awesome. And I also got this hat too, which is rocking on BB-8. Mm-hmm. And there's show the stuff. In yeah, my, go for uh, it. Yeah, real quick. I didn't mention my unboxing. There's arabesque in here, so only James yeah. can know what's it's in my. It's cool, coat, right? But yeah, you yeah, know what's I, so funny? In my I translated review, it in mine. In my review, which is going up on the channel tomorrow morning, uh, I actually said I was like, I'm not gonna be able to read this, but I feel like James is somewhere knowing what this means. Yeah, <laughs> it says get uh, yeah. me to be toasty. Mm-hmm. This was the Defenders of Justice stuff. I think it comes out tomorrow, right? Yes, it does yes. come out tomorrow. So there's, they're inspired by Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Ahsoka. I love that Ahsoka jacket uh, from Columbia. So each jacket has like cool details related to the character. Yeah. Um, so there's winter jackets, pullovers, hats, I believe. Yep, hats. Yeah, and it's Very cool. Friday, December 2nd. So if you're listening to this on your audio apps, it's out. It would be today, yeah. And it's, and it's limited. It's limited supplies. They've had really awesome jackets in the past. They did that crew jacket from Empire Strikes Back, and then they did the Rogue One jackets. I remember I purchased a Rogue One jacket, but it just didn't fit right, so I was so sad I had to return it. You know, someone else who nice James. What What are you talking about? James always does the the. It makes him look like a little boy. He does the hot the hat like up high like that. That is so rude. (laughs) Your hat backwards (laughs) looks like you're trying to be in high school, even. I am kind of <laughs> even I, didn't think, I didn't think that was rude. I thought that was, I, I think that's okay to say. I think he looks um, hip. Hip people do that. Yeah. But uh, you know who else I bet probably got a free jacket is uh, Daisy Ridley. She gets all the free Star Wars. I am stuff, so huh? glad you brought that up because I was dying to talk about this for the past hour and a half as I've been getting ready for the stream. 
I'm, you know, scrolling through my Instagram and I see Yoda and I'm like, oh, who is this? I look up. It's Daisy Ridley's Instagram. She was at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I have to go online to see what everybody's saying. She's trending on Twitter. Like people are going bananas. What does it mean? I mean, do you guys have ideas of what it can mean? I'm hoping it means that it's not just a casual like, hey, let's get lunch in the area. And it's more of a raise coming back. No, I think it's the lunch in the area thing. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's still she had, too she soon. She was in the mood for a certain restaurant. She just flew yeah. over to San Francisco. That's a that's a long hike from the UK. Yeah, I mean, people always like talk about and make reports of that. She, I guess, goes to when she's out here or out in the U.S. She goes to lunch with like Kathleen Kennedy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know she's still like friends with with JJ and obviously you know Boyega and. That sort of stuff. I, I think it's too soon in terms of like Ray coming back for movies. And I do not. Unless think... it's Damon Lindelof's movie. I know, but I I think they were saying that all these new movies that they've been, that have been reported on that haven't been officially announced are like <laughs> one-offs. Yeah. I don't know if you bring Daisy back for a one-off, but I also think. I would bring back Daisy for anything. She can do whatever she wants, any movie. I just... I'm all for it. I think it's going to be another trilogy, but it's a little bit further down the line. So I, she, I don't know what she's coming, what she was there for. Now, also, none of us really know what the official news of that is. It's all of us just flipping out and speculating yeah, because she could have been yeah. old Yoda. picture and she's just going through memory <laughs> hey, lane. I'm reminiscent. Yeah. Let me ruffle the feathers a bit today. I yeah. would totally do that if I was her. I'd do that all the time. I would like drop hints that like aren't hints. Yeah, she's really at a cafe in like London, and she's like. She's on her couch, actually. <laughs> Let me trick everybody. Really thought about it like that. Film. Yeah, never thought about it like that before. But here we are. Um, we do have a great show, though. We have a lot of news to talk about. Yeah, Iger's back. Uh, we 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 talked all about Iger this past Monday. Um, but there's a lot of news to get into, and we're going to talk about Indiana Jones too, because the trailer came out. So that's going to be our first. Uh, our first topic to talk about today. Um, but first, before we do that, I want to thank everybody who um, has supported us in, as we started this new channel. Um, obviously the podcast is where it's at. So if you listen to the podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever that's, that has not changed. Um, and the new channel though is a big deal. And we just passed uh, as of going live, we're at like 630 or so 630 subscribers. Um, so not quite at a million. Our next target though is a thousand because it allows us to be part of the YouTube creator program. So that's a big deal. So if, if you haven't subscribed yet, definitely subscribe to the new channel. Um, not only because of the podcast, because you may be an audio listener, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're putting out a lot of content already. Like we did the Indiana Jones reaction that I did earlier today. Willow's out, guys. Our, Willow's our Willow, yeah. our Willow reviews. We're, we're doing episode. a review of every episode of Willow. Um, so a lot of cool stuff coming on the channel. Uh, so make sure you do subscribe and and tell people, you know, spread the word. I don't, some people were like, I didn't see a video that the old channel. I don't yeah, know what happened. What's to you going got. on? Where'd we're like, well, we moved up. We moved over. We got a moving van, <laughs> a digital moving van. And we moved all our boxes. Uh, we haven't unpacked it all, but here we are. Um, but also one thing I want to clarify too, you know, we tweeted it out. I know not everyone has social media. Um, the podcast schedule isn't really going to change much. Mondays is still going to be on YouTube, on your podcast apps. But that's going to be our discussion shows now. And Thursday, uh, we are going to go live Thursday nights doing our news show. But that's going to hit your podcast app the following morning. So Friday morning, you'll get the news show. And then, of course, anytime there is a, a live Friday action show. Friday feeling with us. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
we should start all our audio version with uh what's his name james bond saying it's the weekend or had that gift oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Dan- <laughs> daniel craig Ladies daniel craig stormtrooper yeah week. fn 007 or whatever but um i love that i don't have to remember that stupid stuff for schmodan anymore i'm like so free of it <laughs> But it was uh, really intense. <laughs> it was too intense. Yeah, I feel like I've. I know a lot of back. stuff though, like random stuff, not important. Yeah. So yeah. like, well, anytime you someone... and I do that, like anytime you and I bring up something, we're like, um, Schmodown stuff. Huh? You know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, someone asked me a question, and I'm like, of course it's blank, and they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, oh right, I studied for like <sighs> weeks, <laughs> months. Uh, um. But yeah, so, um, and then of course, when Mando comes back, which we're going to get into in a bit, um, we will uh, shift those shows to the Mando fan show. So, best news in months. And if you have any questions for us, shoot us an email, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at TRB Podcasts. But you know where to find us. And if you're a patron, you know the Discord's where it's at. So, um, we went over a lot here, but thank you to everyone who's joining us live. Thank, thank you to everyone who's listening, watching, all that stuff. James, we have a lot to get into, though. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we fire up? The resistance report, my friend. It's the resistance. Well, we love today. Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, what? I said, what a perfect voice for today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we love Star Wars, but we are going to kick off today talking about the Indiana Jones trailer because look, one of those things, the reason we're covering Willow, the reason we're covering Indiana Jones is it's just so close to Lucasfilm that it's like, it's in that world and that wheelhouse. And there's something, I mean, you guys saw it. If anybody watched my review of episode two, I'm like, this stuff, this is Lucasfilm at its core. You can tell by the way they're writing the stories and stuff. So it just has that that tone of, of uh, Lucasfilm and, and Star Wars connection so we are going to talk a little bit about it plus i think fans carry over so i I would imagine that the people watching are interested in indiana jones as well but um what else is there to say right the the trailer came out dropped today right and we've got a bunch of stills ready to go um you know i don't know i don't know who wants to kick this off i guess john john you 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 did the review or the reaction what was your initial uh thoughts on this my my initial thoughts are documented they are on our channel but I I usually try to go into things with tempered expectations, but I have not been able to do that with Indiana Jones ever since Celebration with, you know, the John Williams. We got to watch him conduct the Indiana Jones theme as Harrison Ford walked on stage. And I think we all got a bit emotional, um, whether you were there in person or you saw videos of that from other people. Um, I've been in sort of like, I'm just excited about Indiana Jones and whatever they give me, I'm I'm looking forward to. But man, the trailer exceeded any sort of expectation I could have had. And my biggest concern going into this was, um, will it look, feel, and sound like Indiana Jones? Because this is going to be the first non-Steven Spielberg directed Indiana Jones movie. And yeah. Steven Spielberg has a very distinct style of filmmaking that you see threaded through a lot of his, especially his classic movies, you know, Jaws, E.T., uh, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, all of them. And I got to say, at least out of this trailer, the, the tone is there. The atmosphere looks incredible. These huge environments they've created, cityscapes, landscapes, um, the, the tone, the aesthetic, everything, the sound sonically, everything just feels like it's an Indiana Jones movie. And I think in my reaction, I brought up like, 
there are a lot of movies that sometimes there's a huge gap between, you know, uh, the classic movies and uh, a reboot or a sequel or something like that. And it just doesn't feel like it's a part of it. This does. This feels like it belongs right on the shelf next to the other four on, uh, you know, a bookcase or whatever, like the nice set that they're going to make 4k once the fifth one's out um it just feels like it belongs and i feel like there's a lot of care that's been put into this and the other thing that knocked me blew me away the de-aging of harrison ford which you know maybe they could have kept the lid on that and just have audiences like gasp in the theater but if you wanted to hype people up about this movie and you transport us back to like 1985 harrison ford they did it. They're now, not the messing only around with that. We, ha- we haven't, yeah, we haven't seen him talk because Harrison Ford sounds a lot different than he used to. He has a much gravelly, older sounding voice now. He smokes, did they... yeah. So did they? Well, does he... gonna... <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. They're going to, to do the um, the voice thing, you know. I guess, but yeah, I Mark Hamill's. So Harrison Ford can sound similar to how we used to mark hamill sounds like a different person him and carrie fisher's voices completely changed over the time um harrison ford though they'll probably have to do something for it so i'm curious about that but overall i was just so thrilled watching this whole thing and it's a busy trailer very busy so i had to watch it a few times so i think in my instant reaction video i don't get to the nooks and crannies so i'm hoping we Mm -hmm. can dive into that here but um just I was floored by it and it wasn't even that long or anything, but seeing New York city, like late 1960s, New York city and Indiana Jones, right in the mix of that uh, is kind of crazy. Cause I've always liked the idea of like, man, if I could travel back in time, I'd love to see like old New York city and stuff. And usually we're seeing Indiana Jones in these like exotic locations aside from at the university and stuff like that, which it's, it looks like he may have left Yale at this point and he's working in New mm-hmm. York or something, but it's really cool seeing Indiana Jones in New York and it doesn't feel like it's wrong or something. It just feels like it's right. And I'm excited that we don't really know too much about the plot and story. And I saw a lot of people trying to speculate on what these different objects were. I'm not even there yet. I just like the fact that this feels like it's on firm footing. It feels good. It feels secure. It feels like it's right. And you know, James Mangold is a guy who takes this stuff seriously. And I know people lost their minds over Logan and there might be some nerves about, how he did Logan, which is like, you know, he killed Wolverine and it's a yeah, dark... Can we not kill all our childhood heroes? Can, Indiana we, can Jones... we end that trend? I think Indiana Jones is the one like adventure story that is um, impervious to that. I think it's always going to be pulpy. It's always going to be fun. It's always going to be adventurous and the hero's always going to ride off into the sunset. So I don't think he's going to do that with Indiana Jones. I think we're in safe hands here and I'm really just excited to talk about with you guys more about so i want to hear what your guys initial thoughts were i'm i'm look i like indiana jones i'm not like the biggest biggest fan of it um but I, I i'll say this like i'm not i think the fourth one is probably my least favorite but i'm not like against that movie i'm not like this is just not indiana jones to me like i i did still get some enjoyment out of that movie and so part of my thing is like i'm 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 listening to you talk and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, where are people coming from on the angle of like, I can tell that this is like the first three and not like that fourth one. And I'm like, if we were watching the trailer for the fourth one and we didn't know anything about it, wouldn't we be like, I I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy into that stuff. Okay. 
I also don't like the people who are like go, doing these edgy things. Like they're, they're like, I'm so glad we're getting a fourth Indiana Jones movie. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're probably the same people with the prequel posters framed on their walls. Just stop. Please. <laughs> um, Lacey, thoughts on uh, on the trailer? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest right now. Um, I started my Indiana Jones journey with the fourth one. That was the first yeah. one I saw. It was in the <laughs> right. movie theater with Shia LaBeouf because I loved Shia at the time. Uh, I was a big Even Stevens fan. Uh, so I saw it with my mom at like a small theater here locally in Connecticut, like not in a regular movie theater, like a like a small, small theater. And I remember the sound wasn't right in it, like the speaker wasn't running correctly. And I just remember being like really impressed with Harrison Ford because he's awesome. Um, and I had seen him in person. So I was like, oh, this is the, you know, obviously Han Solo, but also the person I've seen in person. And I remember being like not understanding a lot of the references because I hadn't seen the other ones. And then I would say, what was it, two years ago? Two years ago, I decided like, hey, maybe I should see the other ones. And I saw the first one, which was great. Um, I skipped the second one, still haven't seen it. And I watched the third one with Sean Connery because I like Sean Connery. So I still haven't seen the second one. Um, but I I'm thought not... I was like ruining all my cred by saying like, I'm no, not the I'm... biggest Indiana Jones fan. <laughs> Look, I will never, I will never be one of those people. It's like, this is the best thing that ever happened. And like lie my For way sure. through things. I will always well, be honest because and... that's who I am. What? And Kei Hui Kwan is like winning awards now for everything, everywhere, all at once. I gotta that, see that. It's on I, my list. I know. I want to see it so bad, and I just can't. I haven't seen it either. Time because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I just haven't gotten. I've but, just got but, a lot on my watch list. Lacey, you'll you'll love him as short round in in um, Temple of Doom. Well, I like, like Goonies. Yeah, he's he's the same exact type of character. He's like, I know he is. It's not I even he's he the same type of character. Yeah. It's literally the same yeah. person. Like, Except he doesn't have even... gadgets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I I'm never gonna sit here and lie and be like I'm the biggest fan. I know all the references and all the historical lore of Indiana. Like, I don't. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. And I'm coming at it with a different perspective than a lot of people that have been fans of this for so long. Um. That being said, I think this trailer looks super fun. It looks like the kind of, you know, summer blockbuster trailers that we'd expect. Um, and I'm still kind of riding that high vibe of Top Gun Maverick of like, that's the oh, kind right. of movie I want. Yeah. Like, I know people love these kind of dark, gritty, edgy, like deep thought provoking movies and shows. And um, you do that. Like, that's great. I hope you enjoy those things. I just want the ones that I go in and I'm smiling and I'm having a great time. And like, I can high five people on the way out being like, that was awesome. I want to see it again. And maybe yeah, that I'm means I have there. bad taste in movies. I don't know, but that's no. what I like. So Lacey, I can't like wait that, for this to come out. Things like that move in trends. Like it's, it's one of those things like when a big movie comes out and it's like this and everybody kind of goes, Oh wow. That made a lot of money. We need to follow that trend for a while. And the trend has been for a, a long while now, the dark and gritty thing, which is why you're seeing all the DC and the Marvel mm-hmm. try to do mm-hmm. like the real mm-hmm. realistic stuff. I definitely do agree that, you know, it it's very unprecedented, but 
I'm surprised that Maverick did as as well as it did, and it was so. I'm big. not. It was so fun. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm surprised because it was. I saw the movie, and I'm like, who likes sure. this movie? I'm saying I'm surprised because who thinks Top Gun Two is gonna be like the movie that's gonna be best movie of the year and all this other well, stuff? Well, John like, knew. I gotta John. give him that. John no, was like, John this just, movie's gonna. He was the John one that was like, rolls this into his break. hype where he's like, Top Gun's the best. Oh and then he's no. Lucky. No, I was talking about yes. the movie like when it was supposed to first come out. He I kept saying it was going to break it. every record. I know what you're saying, James. You're like, oh, he's just joking around. <laughs> whatever, but whatever. I actually do think he was being honest with I've, that. Well, I've but... always been a big Top Gun fan, and people would make fun of that because they're like, Top Gun's cheesy and stuff. I'm it like, is. You wait. You wait. And both okay, of you, but... I think, even go even going to the theater, you guys were like goofing and laughing and chuckling and stuff. And then it comes on, and, and you were like, oh. Right. And I yeah, left I mean, that movie going, game. hey, if they got rid of the first one, it wouldn't matter to me oh my to watch to like the second one because oh, the first Lord. one is just so sweaty and weird. My point being, I think you're right. It is that, that that movie coming out and doing what it did did point to people reacted well to movies like this where the hero does ride off into the sunset and everybody survives and it's fine. Um, and there's you know, a love you beat story. The enemy. There's no enemy. I mean, it's just the faceless enemy. There is no, they don't even say what country or who they are. They just, it's, Russia, it's the enemy. It? Yeah. No, they don't ever say it in the movie. They don't say it in the first oh. one either. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. It's like James but, Bond. <laughs> well, but my point is though, in James Bond, there's always an enemy and they like develop that character. Oh yes. I get and what they you're give saying. him a face and they make, you know, I didn't like the These villain. These guys in, in black. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They it was totally based on the story of the hero yeah. and the hero alone, and they were just doing their thing. So yeah. I think, like, obviously in this, we're gonna have like the Nazis and all sorts of other stuff. But I, I'm, I'm, my point being, I think you're right that Maverick may have just sort of led the way on like a new trend of movies of like what we what audiences did react positively to, and went back and back and back and back again to see that movie. And it didn't have to the fact that it's coming out in theaters again. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I, and, and I agree with that. I think this is coincidental, of course, because Indiana Jones was, you know, well near finished when Top Gun came out. And I'm sure James Mangold wasn't like, Hey, Tom Cruise, what, you know, what do you, what are you doing with your character arc? Because we work on this indie. He's just saying audience. Oh, I know. I know. And, and well, I there's think... still reports of like the ending of Indy Five and how it's there's multiple ones and all this other no, stuff. No, no. I'm no. just I'm just saying. I know. I know. I I'm James... just saying. It's still possibly out there that they're looking at the direction dude, of the, this movie. Dude, dude. There's people out there reporting like J- James Mangold had to pull. A, I guess if your name is James and you make movies, you get to just you're like you get a free. I get to be a jerk to everybody. Are you talking button. about James Gunn and James yeah. Cameron, James Gunn, James Mangold? They're all just like James we're Cameron. debunking get, get crap. Out of my office. Yeah. Yes, and it's, James Mangold debunked the whole. There was a a, a a screening of Indiana Jones and it didn't go well. He's like nobody has seen this movie. I promise you. So it's just like that stuff is nonsense. Um, but I'll oh. say this. I believe Tony in... Gilroy's brother's name was James for a second. It's not, but I was like, could you imagine? Dude, I I believe in the right time and right place for, for movies. And I think Top Gun came out at the perfect time. I think how they handled Maverick, you know, Lacey, you said it coming out of the theater. We said it as we talked about it after. Um, it just had you feeling good, had everyone feeling good. Um, and they're like, things are like, 
it's just like it's a tough time still for a lot of people right now with all the wars going on inflation economy people are hurting people have no savings people are getting sick COVID's still a thing like it's a tough time and people i don't think it's the right people time want for, an escape there's a reason why like westworld got canceled i think people were getting tired of dystopian like hopeless stories and th- there's there's a reason why like you know, I don't, I don't really know anybody who like watches like Black Mirror anymore and stuff. Like people need to escape two things that make them feel good. There are escapes of like horrible, like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like that doesn't make me feel good. But like in 1977, we were in the same type of sim- situation in in the United States, and Star Wars came out, and it was this story of hope, and it ended with a happy ending, and everyone flocked to it because it made them, it gave them what they needed. And we're back to that now. There, I mean. There are people uh, praising famous rappers praising Hitler on TV shows now, and we we have Indiana Jones coming back to punch Nazis. It, Indiana Jones couldn't be coming back wait, at wait, a hold better on. time. We have Harrison Ford doing that crazy punch that he does as Han Solo <laughs> in The Force Awakens. <laughs> it is one of my favorite things about yes. Force Awakens to the point that when he does it, I have to replay it like three times before I keep going with the movie because it is yeah. he throws his whole old man body into it yes and i i love it i Dude, love even it in, so much even in raiders of the lost ark he tries a two-handed punch like he's a pretty I raw love fighter Ford but the so much the indiana jones punch sound effects are going to make it even better because that's the best sound you, ever because we could go on forever do you want to look at some of these images yes let's do that yeah. all but, right kicking but, off with the poster right away oh my god that's unbelievable it doesn't even need the date on it get rid of the date <laughs> Get rid of the date. I we hope know it's going out. As well as Harrison Ford, because he looks good. Yeah. He is looking good. Um, what else we got? We got this guy. Ooh, look at this. Some so uh, is that at his shelving? School? Or does he have like that? Looks like it's at a school, right? It looks like some type of lockup. Like, oh, mm. these are all artifacts, like a museum. He must work Archives. at a museum. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I I'd wouldn't love be surprised. that if he if he stopped working at Yale and started working at a museum. Although I don't like how they're Was doing there? the typical like I'm grumpy. I don't do that anymore. And you're like, yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Is, <laughs> get in the is car. There a, is there a scene where they're in any of the movies where they're in something like this? Kind um, of. Okay. So because in his like office, <clears throat> at his home a little bit, but in his office at Yale. He, he has, has a bunch stuff, of stuff yeah. on the shelves and that sort of stuff. These yeah. look like archives I, to me. Because I remember a scene, I, and I forget which one it is, but they go like back to the back room and then like somebody snuck it out, right? Or am I yeah, well then, different? yeah, I mean, also the like the famous shot, the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they're wheeling the Ark and just dumping it with a bunch of yeah, yeah, for government sure. boxes and stuff. <clears throat> All right, we got this one here. That's and that, this he's is classic back to doing Indiana what he Jones. Does. Remember when he said in the beginning of the trailer, like, I don't do that anymore. And then it cuts to this and you're like, yes, you do. <laughs> and you know, it has like, see the shadow on the wall and stuff. This is very Raiders of the Lost Ark. They use so many shadows and lighting and, and like using uh, intended lighting for the lighting of the shots and stuff. Like I, this really, yeah, this really feels like a Steven Spielberg shot. Like I'm not saying James Mangold's trying to just copy Spielberg, but he, appreciated that he needed to capture the right tone you know they're gonna sell that backpack oh yeah for sure probably um it's just it's because it's shot down looking up at this thing as if like the the history or the historical uh 
relevant. importance of this is bigger than him mm-hmm. you know yeah well it's showing um, you how big it is yeah because he's so small yeah mm-hmm. snoke um we got this guy here i love the one we're going through pictures because i can't see Lacey's face rolling her eyes <laughs> this is uh this is actually from solo a star wars story it is <laughs> yeah it is. That, well, it is a classic western shot though isn't it it is from yeah. the feet yeah it totally yeah. is it's on the train i love train yeah. fights i can't wait to see him like you know what's gonna happen right He's going to get punched or something. He's going to fall off the side and he's going to be holding and the camera's going to be super close. And he's going to make some face like, oh, no, I, I don't have this. And then somehow get his way out of it. Mm-hmm. So what happened to Chewie and Solo? Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. But, you know, Harrison Ford's face when he makes those faces that's like at the end of the trailer where he's like, oh, got to go. His worried face. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, What else we got? What else we got? We got uh, this guy right here. Yeah, so, so Mads yeah, Mads Mickelson. Yeah, Mads And what's interesting here is I know people are talking about de-aging of Indy. He looks de-aged here. So he does. So this must be like he's going to be the uh, integral uh adversary in this, you know, the sort of like the the Donovan uh or Belloc, I'm thinking sort of He character. always plays bad guys. Like Yeah, well, except Galen. But except yeah. Galen, but Generally speaking, he always plays a bad guy. Oh, Casino Royale, he was good. Yeah, but it's so he so him being de aged here he means he played a bad guy. Yeah, so I think that de aged version of uh, Indy is going to coincide with this. Um, I, so I think so like, too. Yeah, because like they're nineteen forties like mm-hmm. Nazis gonna, in their prime. Yeah, they're going to say whatever whatever adventure he's on now started, you know, yeah. that many years ago, mm-hmm. forty years yeah. ago, and he's got to finish and, it. That's what's going to bring him back. He's got to finish the story. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Okay. Is that Antonio Banderas? Oh, that is. Is it? I'm right. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. You know what's funny? In my head, I flashed to episodes. I think it's pronounced banjo. (laughs) Years ago, when we were talking about Antonio Banderas, and I got him confused with the guy that plays DJ. (laughs) Oh right. Yeah. What's his oh, name? God. Benicio del Toro. Benicio yeah. del Toro. And wasn't there a commercial that that actually did that? A yes. Heineken commercial. And Mello sent it to us. One of our patrons sent it to us, being like, "Lacey, is this what you met?" And I was like, "This is embarrassing. I'm People so glad like, I got that." I've, I've had my, I've got my redemption with this moment of that is definitely Antonio. Pinter. I thought it was Topher Grace, but oh jeez. <laughs> um, he looks mad. Yeah. I'd, I, if, yeah, if that's him. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Uh, do you have Do you have any idea on what this could be uh, connected to? It's probably the guy he has to find to go on the quest. You know how they always have like that guy that they're like, you have to find this guy well, fi- to go get. I the figured thing. that's that's um, uh, what's her name from Solo? His goddaughter. <laughs> his goddaughter. His that... like, his like. Uh... Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge is going to be that person. Really? I think she's going to be the person that gets stuck with him. Like, she wants to go, and he's like, you can't come. And then somehow she stows away in the car. And then mm. towards the end of the movie, you'll find out that it's his daughter, and then well, he... Mug sh- Mutt shows up, and then... Well, the rumor well, is yeah. she's going to take over the mantle of Indiana Jones. That's the rumor. He always has Well, a based on she's the endings sidekick. that John already shot down. Yeah, <laughs> the endings. The multiple endings. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. 
now. Oh, that's great. Wow. It's a still image, but you know, it, it looks good as is in motion. That's something different, but this is in the trailer. So if you want to go check it out. Um, but yeah, this is this, uh, it looks like the in, inside of a train was the fight that we saw earlier the with fight, the young Indiana Jones. This definitely is before older? the fight. I guarantee it. This is before the fight. He's doing a little research. Then the fight happens. He jumps off the train. So, but I'm yeah. saying this in this version, that's the young yeah. Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yep. So this is right before that. I mean, I figured it was before it, but the reason they're de-aging him besides the story is because also logistically they can do better stunts if they de-age him because they can get younger stunt guys in there. Mm -hmm. Well, and also, you know, with the the Nazi element, they probably have to explain why we're still, you know, making them at the forefront in the late sixties. And there has to be a tie into that. So I think that box that, Mickelson's looking at in the other shot we looked at is what they're fighting over in the early part of the movie. Whatever's in there. Mm -hmm. And And, and Indy obviously doesn't get it. (laughs) I also feel like the de-aging thing comes from a story writing standpoint where they're like, hey, you you get to write Indiana Jones. And they're like, do I want to write Indiana Jones now or do I want to write Indiana Jones like in this era? You know, This might be a dumb question. Who wrote this? Yeah. Who wrote this Indiana Jones? You know, that's funny because they had so many... No, John no. Kazan was was attached at one point, but um, oh geez, people are gonna put it in the chat because they're. they're I'm I'm trying to pull it up now. Uh, writer. Okay, well, this um, this train looks very interesting. I think it's a Nazi train with all that tech on it. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, infiltrated some type of bad person train. But he's, I love the, Indiana Jones is so funny to me because he just looks like a dad. (laughs) (laughs) You know how most superheroes, like James Bond looks slick. Like even when he's beat up, he looks like his clothes are fitted. Like he looks great. He looks like he's wearing like Tom Ford. (laughs) Indiana Jones look like he's, he's wearing like, he's like your dad who's like, hey, honey, I'm going to be a little late to dinner. And he's out fighting Nazis. So yeah. the script is is Jez and John Henry Butterworth. I'm assuming they're brothers. Butterworth? So Ford, uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Their name is Butterworth? Butterworth, yeah. yeah. So Ford and v. Then Ferrari. The, and then the screenplay was written by James Mangold. So they wrote the script. He wrote the screenplay. So, so it was they, his pitch, and then they took it and made a script out of it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, and they, okay. they did a lot of good stuff, though. They they did Ford versus Ferrari, Spectre, um, I like Edge so, of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, I loved Edge of Tomorrow. They're making another so, one. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, picture number 10. There's there she Phoebe is. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. And yeah. That's so she the, obviously... this is the opposite side of that first shot we saw with the statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the opposite. Yep, there you go. And then they're shooting through the hand there to show her. There you go. So that that picture probably or that statue is is what they're looking for and not just something in passing potentially. I think it's probably something that they're looking for in the sense of like a landmark. Like hey, we're looking for this thing that then leads to blank. She's going to lean on that hand and it's going to open up the wall and then they're going to go in and see a bunch of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw water but, snakes in the trailer. Yeah, but who's true. afraid of snakes? This guy? that guy oh my gosh yeah. this scene was perfection the clip <laughs> at the end where he's like whipping his thing around and then everybody starts shooting at him oh my god it's perfect 
And he's not in like full Indiana Jones mode because he's got his tie on and stuff. So yeah. he's getting like caught off guard here, clearly. Like he's ready to go do some <laughs> Indiana Jones stuff, but he's he still like Professor it. Jones mode. Yeah. This, this again, not to bring up the fourth one because I know people don't like it, but like this kind of I don't mind the fourth one, when, James. You when they're like up. escaping on the motorcycle and he's in the library. I love that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It looks like Morocco though with that architecture. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I can't John, you know how you have those curtains with all those right, geometric but... Moroccan <laughs> shapes on them? That's where that yeah. came from. Walmart. No, it came from like, <laughs> no. it's inspired by like no. Morocco. <laughs> Indiana Jones is in Walmart, aisle five. Um, uh, no, that's cool, on Indiana Jones? Nope. Just hmm. fired up for it. Really excited. Did anybody get the uh, action figures for Indiana Jones? They released some figure, uh, pictures. Oh, no. Them. They look really great. Hasbro did a great job. My my last thoughts on the trailer, clearly uh, some nods to the originals. Uh, there's a sight of a boulder that come, that she right, tries right, right, crashing right. down. Um, him having the sort of tables turned on him where in, in Raids of the Lost Ark, he just pulls the gun out and shoots the guy who doesn't have a gun. This time, he pulls his whip out and they all have guns. So it's Isn't the like story the, he was like he had a stomach flu or something so that he just didn't want to do the whole fight? That's the that's the the urban legend, but I think he was like, this makes no sense. He, you clearly see, I have a gun on my hip. Why would I decide to take my whip out and try to fight this guy with a sword? I would just For shoot the him. Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that just seemed like and like Steven that's, Spielberg's that's, like, that... all right, you know what? Let's try it. We'll see how it goes. And of course, it was like perfect. You know? Well, the funny thing <laughs> is, how many times has Harrison Ford done that? Like with Han Solo alone, he's done like the "I love you, I know," which is like so iconic as well. Like he's just been like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. It probably all has to do with whatever scenes they were filming before lunch that day, and he was hangry, and he's like, how do I get out of this? Yeah, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it winds up being perfect. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. This is this is going to be the, the like next year's Top Gun Maverick. I think this movie's going to make so much money. I think people are going to love it. I think critics are going to like it. I think fans are going to like it. And then if that's not the case, you can use this clip and uh, and drag me through the streets of morocco or wherever you get your drapes well i do want to mention that uh thanks to danny in the chat she does mention hey we should do a live patreon watch of all the indies leading up to five i 100 percent would do that i'm in with that i am 100 <laughs> in with that so i'm just yeah. gonna plug... time to watch revenge of the sith <laughs> we're gonna plug our uh patreon now patreon.com slash resistance broadcast you can start separate uh supporting us at five dollars a month you get to take part in cool things like that with danny and the rest of the community uh community uh from live streams and discord servers and much much more thanks danny um all right well let's go ahead and head into the next story which is uh that mandalorian season three is debuting on march 1st uh this came from ccxp 22 uh, and at the event, John Favreau was there saying uh, that this that the third season of the Mandalorian, via video, via, well, yeah, yeah, I, I said he was there, but I meant yeah. like he did it for the event. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the Mandalorian has greater scope uh, than previous seasons with more space battles, more Mandalorian, and some surprises. Um, oh gosh, so I can't wait for the show are. to get back. Where have you been, Mando? March 1st. Uh, Lacey, let's start with you on this one. Obviously. Here we go. The Mandalorian has been my favorite thing that Disney's done in the past few years. Like it, it is just straight perfection. I can't wait to do a rewatch of it. 
it's characters are so memorable and it's i'm going to go back to this again from the beginning of this conversation it is one of those things that i leave smiling after every episode that i watch there's not one episode that i watch that i'm not like that was good television and if you saw anything from this event which was the brazilian comic-con is the loud applause pedro pascal got when he came out on stage it was insane. And you cannot deny the star power of him, but also of the Mandalorian general, like seeing the Mandalorian in the Disney parks and how many cast members have to follow that character oh, around. Wild. It's yeah. insane. But, but specifically the reveal too. like Boba yeah. Fett was out and everybody's like, this is awesome. And then when he came around the corner, it was like people madness. lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I can't wait. I <laughs> I really hope they release the footage slash trailer that they showed at Celebration. I believe they showed it at this event again as well mm -hmm. um, because I've watched like the potato version that someone shot on their Motorola Razor from, you know, 2003. Uh, uh, and I'd love to see the, the full version of it um, with all the different, you know, behind the scenes. What's potato version? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's just like a really crappy version of a video. <laughs> Oh, who called it potato? I think that's pretty funny. I mean, the internet people call like, oh, it looks like a potato. Oh, yeah, or it sounds like when your mic is broken, it says like it sounds like you're talking into a potato. Yeah, it's just a a go to example of just terrible. That, Although I yeah. love mashed potatoes, so I don't know why it's so terrible, but it always is. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like you're you're. <laughs> it sounds like a potato, and you're like, thank you, Lisa. Did you see that still <laughs> that still they shared from the yes, from the and I freaked out because when you're looking at grogu he's wearing the um the chain mail chain mail yeah. which i was super pumped mm -hmm. to see um and also i love that this is happening in march mando march yeah mando march madness and that means the like i try to do the math so it's I going into like, celebration celebration is going to be all mandalorian i did one week two week three week four week all the way up to these many fingers and it took me to april 19th for the finale because i don't think they double dip a show that's in its second season they didn't do that for season two so that means so, they yeah. could potentially show the finale at celebration they could it, they or the wait. last two or something um yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that but we'll we'll be mid mando so there's gonna be a lot of speculation a lot of fun talking on the show floors and stuff uh, that's going to be a big deal. And and like you've been saying, Lacey, it's Mandalorian is the Bon Jovi of Star Wars right now. It it's, is the rock star. And it's like, the thing that everybody knows about it. Like Bill Gill, my dad knows about Mando. Like he knows yeah. who Grogu oh, is. Grogu. You know, yeah. Like I sent him a video of my daughter playing with Grogu and he was like, oh, look, she's with Grogu. And I was like, he knows, he knows yeah. who Grogu is. So it's just one of those things. Like I always temper what general people know based on what mm -hmm. bill gill knows like if he knows a certain character i'm like oh it's hit it's hit the whatever newspaper or the new york post or whatever it's darth vader it's yeah it's <laughs> lightsabers like, oh, it's... the new pokemon leaked and you're like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what there's only a few things in star wars that can really transcend beyond the nerdiness of star wars fans and grogu like teenagers that and mark know, hamill watch star wars skywalker yeah, Luke yeah. Skywalker coming back. My parents asked me to show them. They were like, "We heard Luke Skywalker's back. Can you show us?" And I was like, "Sure." Like those are the only things that they really also, knew. The other thing they confirmed is that we we are going to Mandalore in season three, and when I hear that, um, 
I I feel like it's going to be like they're they're I think this was on Collider I read this but yeah um and they were initially saying that it seems like a a redemption for Din Djarin to try to make his way back into the good graces of, but you can't help um, but wonder why like I feel like that's such a step back for him but I guess it's because so, he just doesn't know anything else it's got me thinking they're going to Mandalore there's a lot of uh, tug of war happening between what that means now because there's different versions of Mandalorians and what they believe and, and that, that makes sense because that's how the real world is mm-hmm. and remember like I was saying like Bo-Katan seems like she is maybe turning a bit and, and I'm not saying go full heel here but her obsession with the Darksaber could be getting the best of her but right, right. I don't like like I still don't get good vibes from the Armorer and Paz Vizsla I don't trust I don't them as like much them. as I trust Bo-Katan. So I'm thinking it might be one of the situations where he feels like he has to do all this to prove himself to them. And mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's like, dude, that ain't it, man. You can take your helmet off. Go ahead. And then, but eventually I think something bigger is going to happen. But when they say bigger scope and stuff, I felt that watching that first trailer. And I rewatched that trailer mm-hmm. today and almost forgot so much stuff that was in it. I think, you know, I really liked Andor a lot, but I think... I think there's a good chance that the Mandalorian season three is going might be take over as the best season of a Star Wars live action show. Wait, what? Sizzling hot take as we're just off the heels of Andor, mm-hmm. and I get it, folks. Can can but... you can you repeat that? What? I didn't hear it. Like he's he's. I'm actually the... genuinely asking you to repeat yeah, yeah. what you said. He, oh, he's I saying that Andor is. Yeah, he's saying that Andor currently is no. Like the repeat best what you t- said, John. I didn't hear you. Can he's you doing please? it. He's doing it. So I said I think, based on what we've seen and what's coming and what we've heard from Favreau, that the Mandalorian will end up being to date the best live action Star Wars season we've gotten off yes, the heel. And everyone's saying Andor yes. is, but I think Mandalorian season three is going to take the take the title. I think Mandalorian is still better than Andor. I will stand by that. Sorry, yeah. James. I just felt like you were going into a deep description, and I just literally didn't hear what John said. No, I was probably going to say it faster than he was. Mm. But um, do you agree with that, James? As someone that loves Andor, would you do you still put Andor as the the best live action? I mean, that's been a big question on social media. I feel like I forget what yeah. day it was. Was it last week that like every single person I know was ranking their Star Wars live action? Mm-hmm. I I think so. I think. Um... I think like when we were watching Mandalorian, I remember people really liking the show, but it, it always had like ups and downs episodes where people were like, yeah, you know, I wasn't really feeling this one. It felt like filler and other stuff like that. I remember those conversations. I just really didn't feel like that was the case in, in Andor every week. It was the same discussion of like, if this show's not for you, it's not for you. But everybody's saying like, it wasn't like nothing happened in this episode. This one was boring or whatever. Um, so I felt like it was consistent all through the, the out the series, and uh, that I mean, like consistently good. Um, not that you know the other seasons weren't, but I think that that sort of up and down of like I wasn't really feeling this episode uh, is what people are pointing to when they were saying Andor was like good the whole way through. The whole season was great. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I the only thing that that. Uh, it's not, it's not like a competition or anything, but like when we're saying like, it's going to top that it's going to take that away or whatever. The only thing I would worry about is I just, I really think that Mandalorian season three, like coming back is just going to blow um, the ratings off. Like it's oh, been yeah. a while. It's yeah, been it's a while gonna, since we've seen Mando. 
yeah, it's it's been a, a long while, and I think everybody points to that as like the show that they're waiting for. They want to come back, and then off the heels of a show that's fairly well received critically and stuff, I think people are going to be like, "Man, this Disney live action stuff, I'm here for it." So I think Mandalorian season three is definitely going to blow uh, the ratings out of the uh, out of the water as far mm-hmm. as yeah. uh, rec- recency I... and even going back to like season two. Yeah, my thing with Star Wars, it's like sometimes whatever the whatever one I'm watching that moment is my favorite. I mean, I I love all of it. I think I I don't like I think I don't like when there's when people pit Star Wars against other Star Wars by being negative towards something else. Um, and I saw a lot of that where people started diminishing Mandalorian to John Favreau playing with action figures and and puppets. And it's like, okay, like I think people forget that John Favreau told such a strong story that he wanted us to be up he made us upset when Luke Skywalker was taking Grogu away from this guy we just met like a year ago. Mm-hmm. That's a big freaking deal that bond he built between a a puppet, an animatronic, and a mm-hmm. masked dude. Like yeah. That's no facial, great. Yeah. He told a great story and he did it so subtly that people, by the time we got to that finale, we were like, why am I crying right now? Why am I so upset? Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling this <laughs> bond between them? Even if you don't have like kids and stuff. And then there's like deeper stuff people forget about, like the Bill Burr scene. People Bill were Burr like, this should, so good. this should win all the awards and stuff. And then like we go to Andor. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was different people saying this, but people really like they watched Andor and they're like, Mandalorian is just a bunch of hokey action figure stuff. It's, you got to rewatch that stuff, man. Once season three rolls around, people are going to be like, Mando, yeah. So, I mean, you're already seeing it today. The same people that said that, like, oh, Andrew's the best, they're now saying, oh my God, I can't wait for and yeah, on streaming. Look, yeah, same people. Say whatever you like is the best, yeah. is the best. I, I, whatever your opinion is, it's correct because it's your opinion. But you don't, there's better, easier, well, not easier, there's harder ways, but better ways to say you like something than saying it's that it's better than that, that thing. or putting or down that, other people's opinions too that's, that's saying like thing. this is below this or something mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah. Like, i don't want to like that very i much, do have but... a good question here from bruno hi bruno how's it going he asks hi guys pedro said that we'll have big surprises what could it be that suit he wore today if i don't know if anyone saw that i loved Holy. it <laughs> Wow, he looked like the Riddler or something from a distance. I, I don't know. It. He could wear. He reminded he me of the guy on late night commercials that would stand outside and say "free money" with the question mark. Oh yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very Riddler. Yeah, I, I think Sabine's one of them. I don't know if they realize how in tuned fans are to. I totally think Sabine. I said that Sabine's coming at the end of the series uh, season. But I think maybe some other of those from Ahsoka. Like I think we Do may see Kara? like Thrawn. Like I think they're gonna really i think they may use the end of mandalorian season three as sort of a springboard into ahsoka mm. i could see that but i don't think they'd show thrawn i think it would be more likely sabine but why not both oh because you're saving some stuff for the actual show it's true <laughs> ezra that's true no not ezra that's definitely so no true. i'm saying save him for the actual show oh i got you yeah yeah um all right, moving on to the next thing here. And this is, uh, again, it's very Star Wars of us, or very uh, Resistance broadcast of us. But we have Rob Rideau talking about Solo at the Willow premiere, um, you know, saying this is the time for fans to campaign. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people here at this premiere who love this 
movie uh, or loved, you know, making it and we would love to go back. And, you know, if you want to check out the article, go do it. Uh, it's it's really just nice and refreshing to hear. And I actually spoke with John a little bit on the phone about this. Like, what you know, what are your thoughts, John, on on him saying why this is, say, more important than, you know, what we got last week with John Kasdan saying, yay, solo, you know, which is well, great. Kasten also leaned over and was like, "Hey, I heard you talking about Solo at the premiere." Like he's in the article saying that he like joined in the conversation. I think there's something clearly happening where all these people who of notoriety who worked on Solo are being more vocal lately, and I know a, a part of it is because a bunch of them worked on Willow, so they're being asked about it. And I think that's awesome. First of all, that uh, I think his name was Josh Wilding, uh, who asked uh, Kasten, and we got the, that sounded from him, but. CBR here is uh, reporting. Oh, Josh this is one. great too. Yeah, he asked uh, Infus Nest too. Aaron Kellman yeah, about Solo. Yeah, yeah, right. But the the thing about this one is you have Robert Doe who um, is on the sort of corporate side. He's with ILM. He's a top person there. He was a producer for Solo. This isn't one of the creators saying like, "I want to make, I want to write, I want to more." So this is someone on on sort of the, he the company the book, side making of Solo, right? Oh, I don't know that oh, he might. I believe he did the light and magic making of solo book. I mean, that would make sense. He's one of the mm -hmm. top people at ILM. He's uh, was a producer on the film. Um, he has influence. And for him to say what he said, which is, I love that people want more solo. Bring it. That's what we want to hear. I had so much fun on solo. And well, we have a number of people who worked on that show here at the Willow premiere. John Kazan, Ron Howard. All of us loved that world, loved that team. I think it's happened before, right? The fans have brought things back. Clone Wars, anyone? So I think it really is up to the fans what we do next. He's saying, keep going. This is Rob Bradeau. Look him up. See who are, he is on the ladder. This is you a are right, big by the way. Deal. He did he did write Industrial Light and Magic presents the making of Solo a Star Wars story. Yeah, we're trying to get him on here and talk about it, Rob. Come on. We will. We will. But that's that's why it's a different thing for me. That's why it's a big deal to me. He, You have someone who is really close to the corporate side of things, who's a, a stalwart. He's an employee. He's a mainstay. This isn't someone who just comes, a J.J. Abrams who comes and works on a movie and leaves and something like that. He's there. He's part of it. And he's saying, bring it. Keep going. So to me, it sounds like they. he wants like Disney's ears to hear it. He wants it in Kathleen Kennedy's ears. He wants us to keep going. And that is, uh, that's why it's a big deal to me, having someone like that saying, fans have brought things back before, haven't they? That is huge to me. Y'all going to make us do another Make Solo 2 Happen Day? We thought another. We have to. Mm. We have, now we have to. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So the funny thing about Rob, I talked to him, I, I'm talking like I know him. <laughs> hey, Rob. Uh, the funny thing about Rob Bordeaux <laughs> is that he, uh, he was the one that was at Celebration in 2019 when we were wearing our T-shirts and we tweeted out the photo, which kind of kicked everything off. Um, and John Kasdan had said, go find Rob on the show floor. Like, go mm -hmm. look for Rob. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we never got to find – like, it just didn't happen because it's a crazy day. You're trying to get places and, you know, how, what are the chances you're going to run into a certain person? But um, – yeah, as every time I see one of Rob's tweets, I like him. I, you know, I love sharing his stuff because he talks about Star Wars and all different facets. But to hear, it feels like 
so wonderful that in the past few weeks with the Willow stuff, which I can't speak enough about how good Willow is. You guys will see it oh. in our reviews. Yeah. I love this show and I've been dying to talk about it. And with these guys every day, I'm like, Willow is so good. Like, mm. I just can't stop talking about it. It's so good. Um, so it just gets me excited that people like John Kazan are like really trying. And in this year at Celebration, when he was talking to Ash Crossan about it and he had said like, yeah, I'm talking to John Favreau. Yes, I, I want something to come of this. It gets me excited because it means conversations are happening. And as long as that's still going on, even if it doesn't happen tomorrow and it happens a year from now, two years from now, it means that it's not done. Because I feel like a lot in the past few years, the three of us have been told by so many people like, oh, that's dead. No one cares about that. No one wants to see that. No one wants any of that. And time and time again, we hear moments and like glimmers like this where someone's like, you got it. Like whether it's Jonas to our face telling us to keep going, whether it's Who's John Kasdan. Yes, John Kasdan <laughs> saying, I'm one of those people. Now you have Rob saying, Rob Bordeaux saying, keep going. Like it's oh, the hard. Whole list. Yeah, it's hard as a fan, not just as us, the resistance broadcast, but as a fan to want something so bad and have all these people being like, you got this, like, come on, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And then just be like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Because yeah. I feel like we get a lot of people being like, we get it. And it's like, you're going to get it until we that's, <laughs> until it happens. So that's, that's the difference for me is, you know, there are the people who are do these negative fan campaigns, like when they invent fake cuts of movies, release the blank cut and stuff like that. And, uh, or real ones. They're like the Snyder cut was a real deal. But, but even then, that, I'm happy those fans got what they wanted. Yeah. The yeah. difference here is this was supposed to happen. They had plans for uh, for up to three movies with Alden. Um, they clearly left it off where he was going to go to Jabba's next, you know, Solo 2. If they released Solo in December, maybe we already see what Solo 2 was. It already existed on a different timeline somewhere. Mm -hmm. We need the Indiana Jones time machine, I guess, for this new movie. That's a speculation. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I think the point is they were supposed to do it. It was in their plans to do it. So we're not saying, like, we want you to make this. It's like, no, we're rooting for you to do what your original plan was. So continue your plan that you've said you had yeah, it's like rooting for Cl do. Clone Wars season eight or something, you know? Right, which has yeah. already been made. Yes. And if and it doesn't need to make a billion dollars if they made a sequel, because they wouldn't be the double budget the first one was, first of all. And mm -hmm. second of all, I think it would be better because we are going to get the version of Han Solo that they were saying that they want him to play, which is the sort of more jaded, disgruntled version of Han Solo. And you have Ron Howard saying, like, being a diplomat, because he's an old vet, he's like, listen. It's not up to me to decide. That's him saying, I want to do it. I want us to do it. And then Lawrence Kasdan, the Hall of Famer, he's on Mount Rushmore for Star Wars. He's saying, the only thing I would come back to do more Star Wars is Han Solo. All these people, Aaron Kellyman, way back in the day, pointing at our, our, our buddy Sean's shirt that he bought, makes a little too happen shirt. Uh, they all she was Jonas. on the Star Wars celebration stage saying, oh, in the series, blah, 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 blah. Because she said she the yeah. first one when we were doing yeah, the first, the first one. one. Yeah, John Powell, the the composer, he was on our show. He still uses the hashtag on his Instagram posts. Everyone involved with that movie feels like it got a raw deal because it did, and they want redemption. They want to do what they were planning to do. They all want to come back. Someone needs to give it give it good faith and give it a shot and make it. And I think it's possible that it could happen. Me too. Speaking of John Kasdan, I know we brought him up a couple times. He did mention in this interview that he wants a movie and not a series. Lawrence Kasdan said that. that oh, Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. 
my thought, my, I guess my question when I was reading this article to you guys is, would you prefer either or? I personally would want a series just because I feel like they explore could explore oh, more. Man. But it's really hard to argue against Lawrence Gaston. <laughs> like, because you're like, just do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> like, I would take one of those minutes. like Nissan commercials or car battery commercials where we get Alden and Chewie back in the Falcon for three minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get, I'll take anything with those two back in it. So right. movie series, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's serious for me. I think uh, Lawrence Kasdan is probably just in in that mindset of like he's always just done movies. You know what I mean? He's a right. filmmaker. Yeah, uh, yeah. His, his son does television. You know, I do mm-hmm. movies. You know, <laughs> I think is probably all that it is. Um, it's not degrading the college at all. But at, at this point, have much as I've seen uh, Willow, I'm like, you know, was, I I want Larry to do it. <laughs> but uh, if John does it, how he's doing Willow. I would be fine with solo the series. Right. He's killing it, killing it guys, killing it. I mean, someone had asked, by the way, we're only, we're only two episodes in on Willow. I know. And Sarah had asked in the chat, do I need to rewatch Willow before the TV show? Or can I just jump in Sarah? It's really up to you. So typical of any kind of sequel movie or series, they do a really, John Kasdan does a really good job of weaving in the nostalgia and callbacks and references and even clips mm-hmm. from the movie. So you don't necessarily have to see it because like I, we're going back to Top Gun again. You don't have to watch the first Top Gun to see the second one. You could just see the second one and there's enough clips in there that you'd get it. However, mm-hmm. does it add to your experience? A hundred percent. You might yeah. get more out of it, but do you have to? No. To me, I mean, I listen, say, if you- you're getting ready to watch like, you know, eight episodes of Willow, spend another 90 minutes and get the whole thing. It's you done. are going to miss Val yeah. Kilmer though. Who's in the movie and not in the series. I, I, anytime someone asks that question, I say, yes, you and know, that's especially... fine. I'm saying you don't have to like, are oh, you going to yeah. really miss anything? Probably not. But what, what's the fine? reason not to, I guess is my, the question I would ask back 90 minutes of your time back. Yeah. Time. Maybe yeah. they're busy. I think that's the only thing. That's why then, my point is, then... It's worth if you're going to watch the series, just spend the extra 90 minutes and get the whole everything, you know, and it just. And now that we have gaps as the episodes get released, you have time to to watch the movie. Yeah, to check it out. I think think Willow's like two hours, but that's all right. It was the movie's great. I stand by that. It's like Labyrinth and Lord of the Rings had a baby. I love it. I always loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it I thought it I thought it leaned lighter on the 90 minute side. Um, do you guys want to talk about the acolyte really quick? Because there was a little bit of news that came out so quickly, yes. so quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, actually, it was um, for, uh, an interview from Tech Radar, and there was a little bit about uh, more about the story and what we're getting ready to see, and how it kind of in, is going to involve how the Sith are going to infiltrate the Jedi order. Lacey, did you get a chance to check out the article or what are your thoughts on the acolyte and this yeah, new I did. Uh, addition to the synopsis? Yeah, this is exciting. Um, I think we all are expecting some dark side type stuff with this show, but the idea that it's how they infiltrate the Jedi order to me is even more interesting. Cause I didn't know how that was going to play into it. Um, we didn't know if it was just going to focus on, the Sith and like what they're doing behind the scenes, but not necessarily infiltrating things. But I mean, it would help explain what happens. I mean, I think all of us as Star Wars fans watch the prequels and we're like, how did no one notice? How did no one understand what was going on until it gets to the point of the climax of like, you know, order 66 and all this other stuff. You're like, 
So they didn't realize anything. Only Mace Window did. And then he's gone and no one else kind of picked up on it. Um, so this will be very interesting, especially because it's from the dark side point of view. And as we know, oftentimes that's not, except for Andor, it hasn't really been the case of what are the bad guys doing? They're, they're going to explain all this and it's fine. And I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, okay, well, you know, that's cool. But initial thought of this is I go, I don't know that I like that the Sith have been slowly infiltrating the Jedi over a long period of time. And I just kind of like the idea that it was just Palpatine and he like made his move. When and that's totally move. fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but I mean that that being said, like I it all that story also doesn't sort of make a lot of sense. Like, why were the Sith sitting quiet for you know hundreds of years just they're playing the long game and chipping away guy yeah but they weren't chipping away i I, that's what i'm saying the story is that they were slowly making their way to the point where palpatine could get his way in but it seemed to me from the prequels that like everything was fine they know like the phantom menace everything's good and just like his plot that first scene that we get of phantom menace where things are starting to go wrong that is the first time that the sith are now infiltrating the jedi order and beginning their plot to take over um but i guess but you have it's to been have going people... on for a long time before that so yeah and you have to have people on the inside that necessarily not necessarily like do things like attack people but just like lonnie and Andor, they're just there to get information yeah so i yeah. think that's more of it less of the hey i'm battling this guy and i'm bad it's more of how did we get the information to figure out what's going on to then make the right chess moves to put Palpatine in the place that he is in. And you can say the way the Jedi were at that point had the similar type of um, infallible self-perception that that the Empire has in Andor, where it's like, nothing can take us down. Like, we're the Jedi. And then you see, you like listen to quotes in The Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon's like, I think it was a Sith Lord. And Kiati Mundi's like, impossible. The Sith have been extinct for over a millennia. And this story takes place 100 years before that. Mm-hmm. So they have no idea. We're but definitely like, getting Yoda. It's like Pearl, it's like Pearl Harbor. Like they, they have no idea it's coming. And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the going to be the shock. And I think this show is going to help that shock feel more evident. The only mm-hmm. thing I'm curious about is if it's a bridge between... High Republic, which I'm not, you know, attuned mm-hmm. to that story, I'll, but and the saga, the the like starting with the Phantom Menace, what and it's only a hundred years. I wonder how many little bridges and connections we're getting to, like the prequels and the Phantom Menace, and like is is it then confirming like a Darth Plagueis situation? It, was it his plan to do this? And Palpatine's like, not anymore. It's mine now. Here's a pillow over your face while you're sleeping. You know, we could be entering that situation, which would make a lot of sense because Palpatine's whole thing was taking what he taught was taught from Plagueis and doing better with it. Like, you know, he failed. I'm going to I'm going to do it better than him. And then Vader did the same thing. Luke, join me. We can overthrow the emperor. So we're, we may be seeing the version where Palpatine, I'm not saying get Palpatine this series. I know people are a little Palpatined out, but because it's supposed to lead up to what he did, it would mm-hmm. make sense to maybe see his master who everyone's been dying to see in canon, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. We, uh, we do have more show to get to, though. Uh, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to, John, who, are you doing this? I think I'm doing he it. Is. All right. Well, take us into it. What, what are we doing? All right, James, we're doing one with the force. The force is with me. And I'm one with the force. There he is. Love that guy. Maybe, maybe a little <laughs> season two. We see uh maybe. Awesome. I'd love it. Um, but anyway, um, one with the force is our segment. If you're new, uh if if you're if you're a TRB veteran, you're like on with it. But if you're new, basically we pitch these topics and you have to only choose one. It's a pretty tough thing to do, but we will give our best shot. So the first one here, we want to see you in the live chat if you're um, watching with us live, what your answers are. And we maybe if there's a, an overwhelming one, we can shout it out. But between the three of us, here we go. Uh, if you could buy one Star Wars character a Christmas gift, who would it be and what would you get them? So I'm going to go to James to kick us off here. I would get Luke Skywalker a... If you're ever moving, I'll help you coupon. <laughs> what? If, all right, explain. Well, he, he'd probably wonder, what's this for? And I'd say, you know, if you ever need a hand. Oh, oh man. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I... Wow. All right. Way to kick things off here on Cheese with the Force. <laughs> let's go to it that was pretty good i like that all right lacy uh who would you buy a christmas gift for and what would you get them i would buy grogu slash mando a coco melon remote toy uh my daughter loves it and i think it would be hilarious to watch mando have to deal with the sound effects and songs over and over and over again like i do with my daughter and grogu would love it wow i like that mm -hmm. Or a onesie. I feel like he needs some more clothes and Mando doesn't know what to get him. So basically any type of baby stuff because Mando is a little out of his league there. Gotcha. I don't know how I feel about my answer, but for some reason I've been seeing clips of him lately and I always feel bad for him. So I'm, getting, I'm going with C-3PO and I'm buying him headphones that play like calming, relaxing sounds. <laughs> Because he always gets so like hyped up and nervous and scared and anxious and stuff. And I just want him to, to be able to relax once in a while. Hmm. That's good. Fair. That's good. Uh, all right. <laughs> I see some chewy brushes in the in the chat there and stuff. I like that. <laughs> um, we'll let them populate more as we go to our next one here. All right, guys, here we go. What episode of a live action Star Wars series would have been the best theatrical experience on the big screen with a full audience? Lacey. Oh, start with James. Sorry. My... James. <laughs> um, these are these are tricky because we, you know, you don't normally get to see that. And I do sort of have a, a bias here because you know, me and you, John, got to see the first two kenobis in a live and it was great so my first thought was you know leaning towards kenobi and that sort of landed me on that finale with darth vader and that battle Ooh. um 
yeah. I, you know, there's some good ones out there, and I think you guys are going to have great answers. If if I I hope it's not the same one as me, but that is kind of where I landed. I, I thought that would have the best, like, you know, cheery moments. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys thought? What do you guys think? That's live a good action, pick. This is TV series, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be one of the TV. episodes of the live action. TV. I would probably say Mando season two finale with Luke Skywalker Rescue. or. Or Chapter 9 with the big uh, crate Dragon is also a good one. But yeah, the rescue is probably Luke Skywalker showing up again. He's bananas, guys. Bananas. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of the deep fake or whatever technology, which I'm sure they're going to fix eventually, it is bananas. And I cried. So, yes. So I am... Yeah, Lacey stole mine. Um, but I... I'm going with that's okay. I'm going with chapter nine, the Marshall of the Mandalorian. Um, I remember watching that to kick off season two of Mando and just being floored at because Favreau directed that. You know, he's a movie director and he did some uh, full scale shots, like IMAX shots, and um, just the the crate dragon animation and everything that went into that episode felt like a movie. Uh, I think that would be so good on the big screen. And I remember uh, also, you know, we were talking to Hal Hickle when he was nice enough to come on our podcast and he was talking about making that, them doing the crate Dragon and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like that thing would have looked and sounded so good on the big well, screen. Well, remember the aspect ratio changes? Yeah, he, that's what I was saying. He was doing like the... Yeah, oh, so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be amazing. I think all three of those picks are really good though. And I'm sure there's a bunch of others in the chat too. But um, mm -hmm. uh, so for our audience listening, you know, think about which one you would love to see on the big screen. James and I got to see the first two of Obi-Wan with a, with a crowd, but those were subdued. Those episodes, I think, uh, looking back, but it was still fun to watch live. I don't know, man, that reveal of Leia and everything. Like, yeah, and no, it was immediately cool. cutting into like Order 66. Like, I think people yeah. were like, oh, my God, yeah. like, I did not <laughs> see this coming at all. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like expecting Luke and then you see Leia and it's like, I can't believe we're here. Right it's now. a, it's a different experience seeing stuff in, in a room full of people that love it as much as you do. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Which makes me um, think there, there should be some sort of thing. Like I know they released the first two episodes, but I think they also should do like theatrical releases for the first episode or final episodes of seasons. And I don't know how you roll that out. Cause I know it costs a bunch of money, but. And I know they also want people to watch it on their subscription because people who watch it in the theaters wouldn't watch it there and they'd lose those ratings, but it also makes the money. So I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, all right. Two more here. Uh, you're walking through the Tunisian desert looking for the location of the Lars, Lars homestead so you could take some sweet selfies. When you come across a magic lamp. Yeah, it gets worse, Lacey. <laughs> it gets wilder. <laughs> worse? Not worse, but I mean, it gets crazier. I love how you said worse than walking through the desert taking sweet selfies. Well, I would assume I would assume you guys read these in advance, but I did. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, a genie appears who sounds a lot like Robin Williams, and he tells you that you could bring back one deceased Star Wars actor to play their role one more time. Again, the actor is dead. He's saying uh, basically, Lacey, it's not Ben Solo, so you can't say Ben Solo. I, I mean, I know we're alive right now. I, I hope Adam Driver still 
I'm joking. Your... I'm saying because you were like, yeah, the actor. <laughs> I also, I also like that the genie you you specifically connected it to the Disney genie who cannot bring people back from the from dead. The dead. The one it's one of his rules. Who cannot do it? Well, no, I, I said the genie. No, I said the genie back from the dead. Sounds well, you're, like no, Robin Williams. You're ruining it. Yeah. I can't so, make people mm-hmm. fall in love. <laughs> He's got all these. I, I can meticulously write any question, and these two will die. And you can't wish for more wishes. Yeah, I, I can wish for this topic to end. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, Let me see what, which what's your which what's actor your do you back? choose? I, this is going to sound terrible. Who do I have to choose from besides Carrie Fisher? Carrie Fisher. Uh, I'll Peter do mine. Cushing. Sir Alec Guinness. Oh yeah, I'm going to say Carrie would... Fisher. That that's always going to be mine. Okay, James. All right, Sir Alec Guinness. I and I I don't. I don't necessarily know why we've got a perfect Obi Wan right now, but he was the first one that I thought. I think I think might maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, but he might have been like one of the first people to die that we like, you know, a, an important character in Star Wars that we lost. Um, so I think the thing is like he's probably been gone the longest, so it would make the most impact to come back. I don't know that for sure on timeline wise, but it feels that way right now. There's a I mean there's a bunch Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew, um, Peter Cushing. Um, Carrie Fisher's obviously, I think, would be the most popular pick, the best pick, because uh, she didn't get a chance. She, I mean, she yeah. was supposed to, you know, it, it, it was supposed it to be her stings. movie. Yeah. So, um, so but, she comes back. Do, could you is make it is redoing Rise of Skywalker an option? No, she okay. comes back and gets to play Leia again. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love in, how in, John's like, no, absolutely no. not. I have rules. Well, I don't want to start talking. There are people who want to redo episode nine. I don't want us to get labeled as a oh, redo yeah, episode nine. Because um, I like Depends. That what are you redoing? No, I was thinking she nothing. would redo her scenes and not like remake the movie is what I was getting at. But So my pick is Alec Guinness also. I think it would have been cool to uh, see him play older Obi-Wan once more. Um, and he, you know, there, there's a misconception that he didn't like it. He actually did enjoy it quite a bit. And he also made a ton of money playing Obi Wan. So, yeah, he um, piece of the box office, didn't he? Two point five percent. Oh my god! Yeah, he was like. <laughs> so there's an interview interview with him, and the guy's like, "You made three percent of the box office." He's like, "Oh no, it wasn't that much." Uh, and then he alluded to it being two initially, <laughs> and he's like, "The movie came out to good positive reactions," and he said, "George Lucas called me, and he he has a really high whiny voice like this." And he's he, so Alec in this video of Alec is doing an impression of George Lucas, by the way, which is amazing. But yeah. he says, mm-hmm. well, we're going to give you an extra half percent. And he's like, oh, that sounds rather good. And uh, yeah, he made a ton of money. But um, let's go to the last which one. Which is here. weird that it was after this movie released, right? Yeah, right after. Yeah, right after. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy because it's like, oh, my God, let's give our actors more money for this. He was like, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, please. Um, he probably had an idea that he wanted him back. So maybe that was the way. But anyway, the last one here uh, for us and, and our audience, too. Um, what is one thing you're most excited about with our new YouTube channel? So, James, uh, you've always been a big proponent of us on YouTube. So I'll start with you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I All I right. Think, <laughs> yeah. I think because it, it's it's maybe because it's so open. I'm not sure what our plans are going to be. Does that kind of make sense? Sure. You could say anything. You could say, I'm going to do a video about bologna sandwiches, you know, whatever. 
I mean, I already did that. Did you guys not watch my bologna sandwich video? Oh, you didn't make it public. <laughs> you gotta make it public. Okay, all right, that's coming. You know, now everyone's gonna be like, James, uh, where's the bologna? Where's sandwich? the bologna sandwich? But I'll, I'll well, the I, video. I don't before care. so, I did. <laughs> I knew we weren't gonna get to a thousand before tonight, but I I said if we did next week on TRB Live, I would I would attempt to eat an entire Christmas fruitcake. Um, mm. As it stands as of now, I don't think we're there, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> But Lacey, what are you most excited about with our new channel? You should have made it before Christmas because that's a very Christmassy challenge. Mm. Well, I've been in Christmas back. mode for a Move while back. though. So yeah. <laughs> um I, I'm most excited about the live shows in particular. I think for a long time we've been doing what's worked for us naturally, like doing the two shows a week is great, and we like focusing one on news and war on the discussion for the other. But sometimes what would happen with us is news like today would drop like crazy on Thursday or late Thursday uh -huh. or early Friday. We'd miss it because we would be recording in the way that the, the schedule worked. So this is a really fun way to react right fresh, how we're feeling about it when it's come out. Like I'm riding that high of the Mando news right now. Like I just, I'm so excited. So mm -hmm. it's fun to share that energy and that excitement and just like our thoughts right as they're hitting us instead of like, a couple days later or a week mm -hmm. later um, and just having the ability to interact with people in the chat and just kind of read comments as we're going through is just so fun. And it just adds mm -hmm. a different vibe and energy to the whole broadcast. And I hope people that are listening to it hear it as well, because it's definitely been just more fun, more engaging. Yeah. I, I do like the live show element and you know, I like the, the unpredictables like there could be a show i guarantee there's gonna be a show that we do one day where it's 40 minutes in and some massive news drops and we have to talk about it on the spot and i, I like that idea i think that's really fun and exciting mm -hmm. um but then also i like the fact that we can sort of talk about other stuff too and mm. I, I was gonna say i, th I think that's that's part of it too is like yeah. we, we we saw willow dropped and then almost immediately after willow dropped we're so we're putting out our videos we see the indy 5 trailer and we're like oh shoot you know what i mean and then we're, we're not covering this but i also saw today there was guardians of the galaxy and i was like you know what there, you know i haven't watched that yet i was thinking of I know, doing I was a reaction like, for it i haven't watched the transformers i haven't watched either. it yet either yeah but... and some yeah rise of the rise of the machines too which... so like we like so many other things outside of star wars <laughs> on <so>. that <laughs> by the way i don't want to i don't want to go off but i've i've been optimistically looking forward to that movie because i was a big beast wars fan like it was beast wars to me was the transformers that i liked so i've been looking forward to that i watched this and i was like this is complete garbage. Like I'm not, I, what am I looking at? This is so stupid. I don't want to watch any of this. So that's my Transformers review. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I thought it looked pretty I, good. I do like the fact that we can talk about other things. I mean, I'm a yeah. fan of all sorts of nerdy pop culture stuff. I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Um, I, I plan on spoiling stranger things season five for everybody on the channel. Good. good. Um, you know, all that stuff. No, but all jokes aside, I, I just like the fact that it feels like there's a fresh opportunity for us. I know, you know, we left a channel that we built up quite a bit and now we get, have to start over, but I like that challenge. Which was not seems... an easy choice. Mm -hmm. No, it's and it, it seems like a lot of people be. are rooting for us and rooting for this mm -hmm. channel. And yes. I also just want to make sure people understand, like not much else is really changing for us. Like, you know, we, we have the podcast feeds. You don't need to go find that elsewhere. That's still right there where it is. And it looks like people have been finding that fine and not worrying about that. Um, but the new channel gives us an opportunity to keep doing the amount of Star Wars we're doing, but also 
pop into other areas and see what you guys think about how we feel about that stuff. So it's now, exciting. Now is, it feels good. Now is the opportunity. If you want to, you know, start throwing out ideas to us, like I would like to see you guys do X, you know, I would like to see this channel turn into blank or something like that. We can evaluate that stuff and look at it and be like, if this is what you guys want, like we can do that. But I mean, now that we're saying we're like, we're abandoning star Wars or anything like that. That's, that's not the case. I'm just saying, it's nope. hard to we do other things on a channel that's Star Wars specific. So we bran yeah. are branching out so that we can do more because there's just so much going on in pop culture. Mm, and we're yeah. probably going to do something to Top Gun related because I can't stop talking about it. And it's been like six months. So I think, yeah. And for some reason, people seem to think that the three of us uh, have great chemistry, which I agree with. Uh, and I think no matter what we talked about, whether it's eating 12 tacos or, or what, um, people seem to enjoy us for some reason so i appreciate everyone it's who, mostly uh, me let's be honest it's just me i mean that is true thanks james that's 100 percent. high five. Oh, my mic was muted i said so many nice things <laughs> <laughs> all right listen uh that's that's pretty much it we you know a buck and a half for our first live show and also like this is kind of what it's like when we record our shows anyway we don't really do a lot of like Oh, we got to cut this up and cut that out and punch that in and stuff. It's we we always sort of did this sort of live to tape, as James always put it. So um, I put it that I said that. <laughs> all right, Lacey said that. But anyway, um, live oh, shows, live shows are where it's at, and uh, we're having fun with those. But you are going to be getting the standard recorded TRB on Mondays too. So a lot same same amount of Star Wars, but some other stuff too. So if you are an audio listener. Uh, and you like what we have going on, even if you're a patron, which we appreciate that, make sure you are going to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. There's a lot of stuff going to be exclusive on there, just there, um, in addition to our awesome Discord. So if all the social medias collapse around the world, TRB base will be there for you. Um, but also, again, subscribe to the channel, even if you're an audio listener, because we have a lot of cool stuff we're going to be doing um, on there as well. Our, we have this our idea hub where we put our ideas in, and the list is getting long and we're going to go through it and see what we can do uh for the channel yeah i uh, mean this week alone it's really the first full week we are, we're doing two episodes right we put up an episode on monday we're doing a live show then we did two willow reviews we did an indiana jones reaction trailer we have at least one or two kind of columbia unboxing videos to put up then yep. we also have videos that john shot that have need, need to be edited i don't want to spoil anything uh <laughs> so uh there's just a lot going on and it's just it's you just feel an excitement because it's like oh okay i can take a step outside of the star wars box mm -hmm. i don't have to yeah. do star wars yeah yeah it feels it feels freeing it feels good and i like the fact that we're not pumping the brakes on our star wars either and we're able to do all of it so it's uh, it's an exciting time so uh we want to thank everybody for listening watching being a part of trb uh again make sure you are subscribed where you prefer we appreciate that and spread the word it's the holiday season you're going to be seeing your friends and family a lot if they like Star Wars, if you hear them talking about the Grogu float at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, say, yeah, you like Star Wars? Check out TRB. It's a good time. It's a good time to hang out and talk Star Wars. So um, make sure you do that. And if you need uh, audio listeners, the URL for our channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Sub there. Let's get to 1,000 as soon as possible. Let's do it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. And I also have a movie podcast uh, called Just Like the Movies where we talk about uh, some old school movies for, for our standards. We just did uh, one on the Dark Knight 
uh, recently, and we're doing Batman Returns next, which is a Christmas movie. Um, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And then you can find TRB on Twitter at TRB Podcasts and then on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. We're also on mm-hmm. Facebook. And we have a Vine, but that might be done already. Or Hive. 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 Vine's been dead for a while. It's a Hive. I think Hive's dead too, but I'm not positive. Well, they shut down because of security issues, but we are there as well. (laughs) I shouldn't have put a screenshot of my social security card. I knew it. James, how about you, pal? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Meyer Trunks. All right. We hope everyone has a glorious weekend. Welcome to December, which means welcome to the final month of the year uh, and 2023 is right around the corner, which means celebration, Mandalorian, Bad Bash, January 4th. It's going to be a great time, but we hope everyone is doing well. And we'll see you Monday morning with another episode where we're going to talk about Ryan Johnson. So buckle up and we'll see you Monday with another episode right here on TRB. See you around, kids.